the platform. Step up and speak out. Good evening and welcome to Talk Time on ZFM Stereo. This is The Platform on a Monday and I am your host Martha Mamombe. Tonight on the program we have the Opposition Citizens Coalition for Change National Spokesperson Fadzai Mahede and we are discussing the preparedness of the opposition for the 2023 elections. As always, feel free to contribute, ask questions and weigh in on the discussion. Our WhatsApp studio number is 0731-168-045. That number once again, 0731-168-045. Zimbabwe is currently in its last stretch to a crucial election where stakes are already high. Now, incumbent ZANU-PF leader, President Emerson Mnangagwa and uh, Nelson Chamisa, who leads the opposition Citizens Coalition for Change, as well as Douglas Monzora's MDCT, are seeking nothing but victory. Uh, President Mnangagwa wants to run for his second term and... Uh, the opposition, Nelson Chamisa, wants to run for his first term. Good evening to you, Fadzai, and welcome to the program. Good evening, Martha. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me, and good evening to all your listeners. Thank you so much for carving out time out of your busy schedule. You tweeted earlier while promoting this show to your followers that the 2023 elections are a, uh, a landmark, you said, and I quote, they're trying everything from political violence to banning rallies. What did you mean by that in relation to this show? So I think the starting point is that all the available data confirms beyond any doubt that ZANU-PF can never win a free and fair election in Zimbabwe. All the polls indicate uh, a clear lead and clear victory for advocate Nelson Chamisa and the triple C, and which is why we've seen ZANU-PF, frankly, um, in panic mode. We've seen the mm-hmm. raft of bans uh, of our rallies and our meetings, the criminalization of internal party meetings, yeah. the abuse of state institutions, the weaponization of the legal system, the attempt to uh, use the court system uh, to convict opposition of voices. We see what's happening with Honorable Jobsi Kala, uh, Honorable Tendai Biti, Honorable Amos Chibaya, Honorable Godfrey Sitole, and a number of other opposition leaders because ZANU-PF is terrified. It's the same ZANU-PF that said Nelson Chamisa should be killed. It's the same ZANU-PF that said uh, the triple C must be crushed like lice, uh, burn their homes. And we know that they wouldn't do that if they weren't threatened um, by the triple C. And so we're very confident and we've spent um, you know, over a year yeah. in preparation for this election because I think so much hangs on it. Yeah. Uh, in a country with 49% extreme poverty, a dilapidated uh, infrastructure system, we see the roads, uh, a broken public health system, uh, an education system that's on its knees. The people deserve better. And, you know, we all know that the only constitutional way to change government is through the vote, which is why everyone's been waiting so patiently for the 2023 plebiscite. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how you say that uh, Zona PF is, is threatened and that the pointers are, are showing a clear uh, victory for now. But threats and winning an election are two different things. Ex- ex- explain that to me. What do you mean by um, you, you think that the ruling is threatened by 
the opposition, but the ruling is not the one that gets you into office. What is the public saying? Well, the constitutional imperative for the ruling party is that there should be a free and fair election. Yeah. The election can't be free and fair when you're banning the other side from gathering, when you're beating them up, uh, beating old men up in all rural areas. We saw what happened in Murewa, Murewa. we saw what happened in Gutu, in Berengwa, mm-hmm. a number of other provinces. I mean, all of that demonstrates firstly that the triple C has penetrated mm-hmm. uh, what ZANU-PF used to tell the world were its strongholds and we've managed to bust the myth and we've gone into all these opposition strongholds. Just yeah. this weekend we had planned a rally in Uzumba and they banned it. If they're confident of their support, why are they banning our rallies? Surely it should be a fair contest. Everybody sell your plan, sell your idea and whoever wins, wins. Mm-hmm. Now coming to what are the people saying? Now a number of uh, polls have been conducted and surveys. I'll start with the Afrobarometer report, mm-hmm. uh, which measured scientifically uh, the support of the Citizens Coalition for Change. And the outcome of the Afrobarometer report was that if a, an election were to be held today, uh, Nelson Chamis and the Triple C would win. Very recently, I think just uh, a fortnight or so ago, perhaps less, Sabi Strategy Group also um, conducted a survey and it was indicated therein that we had over uh, 53% support, whereas ZANU-PF only has 40%. Even our own internal data, because we are also uh, oiling our own machine and we've gathered our own uh, data, which also points to the same sort of support. Mm -hmm. Even if you look at the trajectory which we saw after the by-elections last year, we won the majority of those. So all of that points to a big win for the opposition and we've continued to say that we're going to register big, we're going to uh, win big, elect big next year and ensure that we install a citizen's government uh, that, you know, creates dignity, prosperity and freedom for all Zimbabweans. Mm -hmm. Your party has termed structures old-fashioned. At this point, nobody knows who is who in the party. You are one of the less than 10 people whose roles are clearly defined as the national spokesperson. We head into an election and uh, your lot has not had a Congress or a General Assembly. How exactly are you mobilizing voters without a clearly defined multi-stakeholder roadmap uh, that even the media doesn't know? Well, it's clearly defined to us. uh, And I think it would be a complete fallacy to suggest that the triple C is not organized and doesn't have I didn't clear say organized. architecture. I said your party has termed structures well, old-fashioned. Well, structureless and disorganized sort of come to the same thing, which is why I'm, I'm coming to that. Uh, it's a fallacy that we don't have an organizational structure that is not only known, mm-hmm. but that's been well received by the citizens at large. We learned our lessons with what ZANU-PF did with the court judgment, infiltration, Douglas mm-hmm. Monsora. We're not going to repeat the same mistakes. And I remember the big criticism at the time when that Supreme Court judgment came out Mm -hmm. was that uh, President Nelson Chamisa didn't have a plan to overcome the the infiltration by ZANU-PF. Well, guess what? We've created it. And just because we're not uh, a Soviet-style political party and organized in the ways that are traditionally known in Zimbabwe doesn't mean we don't have structure, clear architecture, a hierarchy, leaders drawn from all provinces. You have leaders, you have a hierarchy? Absolutely, yes. But nobody doesn't know, except for yourselves. The the, the people know who their leaders are. Who who are the people? Well, remember what happened in Murewa. 
What do you think that meeting was with those old people? Just because we don't announce to ZANU-PF who we are doesn't mean we're not organized. We've got our leaders. Tonight Even you have the, the opportunity, the chance to reach out to undecided people. Uh, people who were 14, 15 years old in 2018 now have the opportunity to vote in 2023. And if you're telling them, not just me, that the people know. Who are these people? Do they have names? Do they... Are they faceless? Can you tell us who knows what who is doing? I know what you do. You are the, the national spokesperson. I know who your deputy is. I know who the party leader is. Outside of that, what are you, what are you doing over there? But you know that Honorable Amos Chibaya has been organizing the party. Mm-hmm. You know that Takudzwangadziore is re- leading a very powerful youth movement. They're in Marundera, they're in Blaoyo, they've been, uh-huh. uh, you know, all over the country traversing. You yeah. know that there's Monica Mkwadia, Mkwada, who's leading the women's movement. What you also know, though, is that President Nelson Chamisa has said very clearly that although the Triple C has been introduced as a political movement, yeah. we are going to launch and all those things will be made plan, plain. So it's a question also of timing. And we're also going to deliver a new Great Zimbabwe blueprint where we set out all our policies in clear terms and the people will know exactly what they're to, ex- what they're to expect. Um, also... That's, uh, that's we, very interesting, Fadzai. Three people that you mentioned, uh, three, that you could think of whose structures are clearly defined. Can you think of any others? Oh, there we are, are in a population of over 16 million people and you're telling me three people are going to mobilize over 5 million people to vote for the triple C come end of July this year. Three people, yourself included, that makes you four. Is well, that enough? Well, the difference, uh, Martha, uh, between the old parties and what we are dealing with now yeah. is that even if you look at the elections that were recently held, we had mobilizers, polling agents and representatives in each of those communities. Uh We had said that this is a people's movement, it's citizen led, so we're not obsessed with top down positions. We're obsessed with ensuring that every Because less than 40% of urbanites registered to vote turned out for those by-elections that you said you won with a landslide. So less than 40% doesn't sound to me like something you should be um, uh, singing about well that's been the trajectory of by-elections generally in fact generally the turnout used to be at about 20 percent yeah but people were more energized this time around because of the new baby that was yeah. there so if you look at the data by just the 20 percent story a different story from what you're saying a jump from 20 percent traditionally in by-elections to 40 this time around that tells a story look at Dangambura, for example where you had 13,000 people voting for honorable Mtsiami. Mm-hmm. that tells a story even if you look at all our leaders yeah. uh, in the in parliament and mm-hmm. council, all of those are leaders and they're part of what we're building. But most importantly, yeah. we don't want to take power away from the people and you know concentrate it at the top. We really want the citizens to be at the centre of every single thing that we do. And yeah. that's the difference. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how you, how you say that you want uh, the citizens to be at the centre of it. Um, just how do you plan to convince Zimbabweans that any of the opposition parties in Zimbabwe, the Triple C included, have the key to unlocking the country's potential? When your president is accused of being a dictator of sorts and... Um, 
propagating populist ideals, handpicking candidates who, uh, according to some within your party, are known to lick his boots. Is that the kind of citizenry that you're talking about, where your leader has uh, the power to pick, literally handpick, you're going to run, you're going to run, you're not going to run? Is that how it's working there? Well, that's false. That's not how it's working. How is it working? A community consensus candidate selection process, which we saw in a number of constituencies. In fact, every single one. The president didn't have a say in the election of any or selection of any of our representatives. He wasn't even a signatory. Look at what happened in Bulilima, for example. Uh, The president hadn't even gone there yet at the time that those candidates were selected. And all that happened is that our teams, our elections department, went out there and said to the community, who would you like to represent you? Uh And Makazi, she hadn't even been part of any political party. Mm -hmm. But because the community selected her and said, this is who we want, she became the leader. And that's why she's in council in Wilima. And remember, these are wards that had been held uh, by the what you call ruling party ever since 1980. So that's a clear shift. It's not true uh, that President Nelson Chamisa is a dictator. In fact, prior to the formation of the Triple C, the first thing that he did is he traveled across all the provinces in the country and he asked the people, what do you want the future of your movement to look like because there was a lot of conversation Mm -hmm. around the MDC, what shape should it take, should we get a new name, should we, what should we do? And the clear voice of the people was that people wanted a new organization to be formed. And that's how the Triple C was ultimately formed. It wasn't his decision. It's not a solo decision. And even up to now, uh, you know, just last Friday, Mm -hmm. you would have seen on our handles and through our communications, I do follow follow the Triple C on all social media handles, yourself included had been conducted of all leaders in all provinces. So how if all that is being done, if an mm-hmm. agenda is being drawn up you mean by the leaders? You mean the leaders without the roles? The defined, clearly defined roles? Those Are those roles, the leaders you talk of? Well, they're defined to us and they're going to be publicized at the launch. That's I mean, there's a difference between saying, I don't know the leaders and there are no leaders. There's no way our political movement could have been operating, winning elections, organizing rallies in every yeah. single province organizing it village level if there wasn't clear architecture yeah we'll see about that uh, we will and in fact the data the data actually supports what i'm saying because sabi strategy group said we've got 53 percent support that tells a story if it's structureless and disorganized as you say i think many of the polls many of the polls that you're making reference to were there in the 2018 elections when you were then the mdca uh, and many of these polls uh, online polls did point to a win for uh, the MDCA then, but still nothing came off, came off well, it. That's actually so not polls true. The are, are taken. report never said that the opposition would win. It didn't say that. I didn't say the Afrobarometer report, which one? but I did which say the polls. The poll? Sabi Strategy Group didn't conduct a poll uh, prior to 2018, so which poll exactly are you referring to when you say it pointed to an opposition victory and it didn't materialize? Yeah. Listen, we're going to read some messages from our listeners, but this is going to get really interesting. Um, once we start getting the facts out, we're only just getting started. 0731-168045. Join the conversation if you wish to participate. This one says, oh, come on. We want what we want. We know what we know. I don't know what that means. Well, it means um, that the people know who their, their leaders are. You know, people Fadzai, pretend... It's not how it works here. Oh. I read the messages and I ask you to respond at a later stage. You oh, can't okay. respond to everything. 
every message My as it comes. Apologies. This one says, Martha, 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 are you Christ? What are you doing to the lady? Another one here says, uh, leaders are there. Tova Ziva, Isuma citizens. Uh, a message from Anonymous. This one says, uh, these guys assume we will just vote for them purely because we are young. What is the CCC's ideology? We don't know what it stands for. As a party, I voted Chamisa in 2018 and I have no reason to do the same now. What is the ideology of the party? Urban councils are in shambles. Things don't require money, can't be done. Amine Koko, this is a message from uh, Nigel in Highlands. Another message here says, uh, Hi Martha, interesting that you have Fadzai in studio. She's full of exhaustion. Examples. Uh, she should go straight to the point. Come on. Another one here. Hi, Martha. Great show. But that advocate always blames the ruling party. What have they done for the people? Where is that thing that they say they have done? As the ruling party, we see road rehabilitation, taking computers in schools, even good relations with other Western and European countries. Okay. Messages coming in thick and fast. Good evening. That. Uh, program is interesting. Can the national spokesperson tell us in very clear terms what is the difference between Triple C and MDC in their constitutions, Congress uh, plans, if any, key policies, etc. Okay, there are going to be many messages coming in. Um, I'm going to read all of them, but also feel free to send a voice note uh, not longer than 30 seconds. Let's talk about Let's talk about your leader, Nelson Chamisa. He's known to post uh, very cryptic, uh, subliminal and biblical scriptures uh, that provide no empirical evidence or clear objectives to fix the economy. Our year-on-year inflation is hovering around at around 284%. Zimbabwe has the highest food inflation in the world at 321%, according to the World Bank. Bible verses can't magically afford Zimbabweans food on the table. Let me... Let me actually read a tweet that he posted, I think a day ago. It said, there is a surprise coming. What's this surprise? Well, let me first uh, address what you said earlier. It's not correct that he only posts cryptic messages. In fact, at the start of every year, he presents a detailed agenda of where the movement is going. Last year, he did that. Now he's uh, about to do that again. Uh, and last year, he said that it was a year of action for change. And he talked about all the, the key pillars of that, including the voter registration drive, yeah. the electoral reform drive, the global advocacy agenda, uh, and so That's on. Not that's not what I asked, though. No, I'm just saying it's not correct that he only posts biblical verses and cryptic messages. He set out a clearly laid out agenda and he does so at the start of every year. Even when the Zessa crisis broke out, he set out a detailed policy plan. Fazai, he wrote an op-ed I asked and he you, articulated that's, the policy that's great. That's of the really party wonderful. on that point. That's wonderful. My question was, he posted 12 hours ago, there is a surprise. Nobody can ever ban or stop an idea or a movement whose time has come. Zimbabwe shall be free, uh, just peaceful and prosperous. Hashtag faka pressure, hashtag faka prayer. What did that mean? Well, that, you know, the party is about to do something big and beautiful is no uh, secret. I think we've talked about it, uh, all the things that are coming, including the launch, the launch of the new Great Zimbabwe Blueprint, the launch of the party itself. And so all of those are things that the, the citizens can expect. But we have to obviously wait for constitutional processes to take root. Uh, we can't start unveiling all those things before even delimitation is uh, complete, before proclamation has taken place. So we wait for that. Mm-hmm. And as for biblical verses, there's absolutely nothing wrong 
wrong with a political leader uh, setting out his value system. Those are his beliefs. That's the compass that guides him and indeed the movement. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Fuck up pressure. ZANU-PF expects us to back down. ZANU-PF thinks that if they beat us up, if they maim us, they weaponize state institutions, we'll be cowed or we'll be fearful of standing up to them. But no, we're going to actually ramp up the pressure. Section 67 of the Constitution says in very clear terms mm-hmm. we've got a right to challenge them in gatherings and groups and to challenge their policies and yeah. to, to come up with all these causes and so that's what's meant by that. Alright. We are facing the worst energy crisis in years. Production capacity is erratic at Wange due to antiquated equipment and climate change has taught us that we cannot rely on rains alone to enable power generation at Kariba Power Station. What is your master plan? So the starting point there is we really have to uh, firstly revamp the energy infrastructure. Uh, Our power stations are outdated, outmoded, uh, more need to be built. Second of all, we have to ensure that we've got alternative, uh, you know, energy sources. We have to look to solar. The last time ZANU-PF tried to build a solar farm, uh, the money was looted by one of their uh, lackeys and the money was spent on shoes. Obviously, a triple C government would not do that. We also have to ensure that we um, revitalize uh, the power company, the national power company. We also have to open uh, the industry up to independent power producers. And this is everything that's been set out uh, uh-huh. by the triple C. It was publicized in an opinion editorial by uh, advocate Nelson Chamisa when the power situation actually hit rock bottom. And those are the things we're going to roll out. Uh-huh. All right, more messages coming in from our listeners, 0731168045. This one says, uh, Good evening, Martha. Triple C was going to win election. Okay. Another one here says, um, No way, this lady is absolutely joking. In fact, she is delusional. ED will win the election. Okay. Another one here says, um, are they even a democratic movement? Are they still a democratic movement? Uh, when is the so-called launch of the party? These guys take voters for granted. They think people will wait, sit around and wait for them and then vote. Uh, what, is, what is it that they actually stand for? Uh, this, that's a message from one of our listeners. Another one here says, uh, responding to uh, the listener who said opposition did nothing since its formation, my question to him or her, do oppositions have access to revenue collections, resources, tax, to mention just a few? Um, let me read this one. This one says, Hi, Martha. Uh, opposition opposition Okay. Thank you for that. Um, do feel free to also send voice notes. We do accept voice notes not longer than 30 seconds. Let's have a listen to this one. Hey, uh, slow down a bit. Um, you want this party to expose their structure so that the NPF can penetrate. I do support, I do support the stance that the CC is uh, taking of um, uh, moving in um, a way whereby ZANPF won't penetrate. Thanks, guys. Keep on, keep on. All right. Do feel free to send your voice note, 0731-168-045. It's so much easier if you just send a voice note. Let's listen to this other one. Hi, Mother. How is it? 
It's not always that the opposition must, must always get into power. Sometimes the opposition is there to bring the government to account. Certain policies that have been put by government, but we need someone to ask and scrutinize such things. Thank you for that. 0731168045. Please send a voice note, whatever it is that you want to say, 30 seconds maximum. Fadzai, Zonopiev promised 2.2 million jobs in 2018, while the MDCA promised spaghetti roads and high-rise buildings. Have you driven down Churchill Avenue lately? Yes, and it uh, tells the story of ZANU-PF failure. Uh, central government controls the money or the resources that are supposed to pay for road rehabilitation. ZANARA, under the Roads Act, has got the responsibility to ensure that money is dispersed uh, to local authorities, and it's failed to do that. Uh-huh. All of it speaks to ZANU-PF's failure, and in fact, I was surprised uh, by the listener who said that ZANU-PF has rehabilitated roads. Have you traveled to Gokwe? of late have you used that sanyati road i mean we've all seen the pictures of buses basically sinking in big fat you can't even call them potholes anymore they're swimming swimming pools that are a clear demonstration of zanu pf failure yeah interesting that you you blame the opposition for for the road nightmare in our urban areas I blame zanu pf how do you plan to build spaghetti roads if you can't get urban roads at least resurfaced you're talking about rehabilitation being the responsibility of zanara but the the bare minimum that these uh, opposition councils uh, could at least do is fill up the potholes. We're not asking for a lot. We're asking for potholes to be filled, especially uh, just down Churchill Avenue, the road I used to go uh, home to work every day. We're not even going to talk about my neighborhood road because that's also a nightmare. There are no lights in our neighborhoods and yet urban areas are opposition strongholds. Why should anyone vote for the triple C if you can't fill up a pothole with just sand. Well, let's come back to the laws, the responsibility of Zanara to ensure that the money is available, the responsibility of collecting license fees and the money that's supposed to go into uh, fixing roads, whether it's putting potholes or resurfacing. That obligation was taken away from local authorities and given to uh, Zanara. And so the person to blame is the Minister of Transport. The people to blame are Zanara. And we all know the stories of corruption and looting that took place with Zanara. Just recently, uh, the Mayor of Harare, uh, His Worship Jacob, Mafumi explained in great detail how little resources have been given to local authorities and so you can't expect them to fix roads under those circumstances. Yeah. Even if you look at uh, rural roads, every every single road, access road, that's not the responsibility of local authorities. Read your Roads Act. It'll tell you whose responsibility it is. It's the responsibility let's of Zenata to make that let's money Let's talk available. about the $5.8 billion that Zenata dispersed to the local authorities. Uh, Harare was allocated $1.4 billion, Bulawayo $107 million, Manikalin $664 million. Where did that money go if it's not to fix roads? Well, the money uh, fixed the roads that it could, but it's far less than what is uh, required. Which ones? I mean, obviously, Honorable, I mean, Jacob Mafume has spoken about that, but the truth of the matter is it's far less. If you look at what Zanara has collected versus what has been dispersed and the cost of actually rehabilitating roads. Before we talk about how much more is needed, let's talk about what was used to what roads were fixed by that $1.4 billion I mean, that Zanata distributed th- to Harare City Council oh, that's, that's under the leadership of Jacob Mafume, who happens to be from your party? Like I've explained, 
uh, under the Roads Act, the obligation to collect those funds is with Zanara. Far less than is required is being given to local authorities. So you can't, having given so little money to local authorities, expect them to fix the roads. I mean, Zimbabwe needs uh, complete rehabilitation, resurfacing of its roads everywhere. And the, where has the money gone? Sonara has a duty to explain that. Where did all that money go? That has to be explained. You still can't That's answer to me which of the roads that were... F- okay, you know what? It's fine. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's have a listen to our listeners. Hey, Martha, you know, I I love CCC and I love the party, but I really think uh, the, the leadership there is not really focused. Like recently, they were bribed by Zampia, they were given money. So those kinds of acts, I don't think if these guys are serious and if they can win, but I hope for the best. Uh, this is Ishmael in Cape Town. Thank you, Ishmael, for contributing. 0731168045. Feel free to also send your opinion. 30 seconds is the maximum I can accommodate for tonight. So send a message, uh, send a voice note instead. Let's have a listen to this one. Uh, good evening, uh, Martha. How are you? My name is Wesley. Uh, my question to Fadzai Mahere is. Um, the, the question to how they are going to convince the citizen into voting for triple C it's not well explained they did not explain well since they do not have structures they are not uh, well organized in other terms um, how are they planning to convince us as citizen to put an X uh, for the 2023 elections Thank you so much for contributing. Also have your say by sending a voice note and I will be able to play it 30 seconds. So instead of typing, just send a voice note. Let's have a listen to this one. Ah, I love uh, Advocate Fadza Mayere. Well, she's trying, she's explaining in detail, but I don't think you have to put her under pressure like that. She's just someone who's advocating for somebody. She's just doing a job. Otherwise, uh, for you, all right, another one. Hi, Mata. Fadzai Maheri, Argutaza Kupindu Ramuvunzo, Waurukumuvunza Kuti, Eo 1.4 billion Eo Yakapiwa. Uh, sito farare uh, nezinara yaka shandei kana kurukuti ishira yaka gadzigwa kuna yekuchitunguiza iyo ngabude pachena that is what we need ngapi ndure mvunzo Alright, 0731168045. Join the conversation. We have the Triple C National Spokesperson in studio, Fadzai Mahere. This is the platform on a Monday. I'm your host, Martha Mamombi. Let's have a listen to what uh, this one has to say. The opposition claims the judicial captured. How is it captured? Okay, I cannot hear you. So please make sure that your voice note is audible. Hello guys um apa dakupindra warkuti ccc ina structures apa dakupfunza kuti 
masupporta chao chao SCC tunoto ziwa kutisukere ya kwe luka na katarazo SCC tunoenda kuna ningi na ningi kana mpaka ita zwakati tunoenda kuna ningi na ningi patuno ita msangano tunoto ziwa isi yo ere structure yo what kind of structure are you looking for mkukuda ya kupare yedere pa social media kana mwere kukuda ya kupare da pa social media ayo atina alright interesting um I, I'm really hoping I can be able to play all of these voice notes, but I'm going to play this one and then we have to continue with the conversation. Hello, Martha. Thank you so much for this interview. And uh, I'd like to extend my appreciation to Advocate Fatsai for the manner in which she is dealing with each and every question. However, please uh, try to be a little more discreet in the manner in which you ask some of your questions. Uh, some of it is coming off in bad taste, really. Um, so you might end up frustrating your guest and we might not get some much needed clarity on some of these issues. Thank you. Thank you for your feedback. More messages coming in. Okay, let me play this one. Yes, hi, mother. Uh, it's unfortunate that you're not giving Fazemaire enough time to articulate the issues. She's just representing a party. She's the spokesperson of C. so allow her to articulate the issues that are obtaining on the ground. I don't know the reason why we are so being defensive to ZANU-PF. Just allow Fazemaire to play a part of being the spokesperson of, of C. Uh, thank you so much for your feedback. Continue to send your voice notes 0731168045. So... I can't say I'm speaking, I'm, I'm non-partisan because uh, just last week we had the ZANU-PF Secretary for Information and Publicity in the studio and these are the nature of questions that I, I'm, I'm paid to ask. So I'm not going to do any PR work. I apologize uh, for the triple C or for anybody. Let's talk about disinformation, Fadzai. You tweeted a while back that a woman's child had died after being viciously attacked by the police. And the woman in question carried her child on her back. Uh, you went to town about it, milked that image for what it was worth. Are you at all remorseful for being irresponsible and misleading in that instance? Okay, so for starters, that issue is sub judicate. As a legal professional, I can't comment on it until the court has completed its processes. But more fundamentally, coming to this interview, when you invited me, the topic I was told is, is the Triple C ready to participate in the 2023 election? If you had wanted to ask about roads, you ought to have just come out clean and said, tell us about your local authorities' uh, vision. If you wanted to ask about um, disinformation, you should have said that. You can't invite a guest on one topic and then start talking about other things, especially things that legally we I just can't speak on. It's one thing for you to say that you can't speak on a topic. Topic, but as a national spokesperson of a whole opposition party that wants to get into a government for our country, my country, I think you should be able to, to answer any question, no matter how difficult it is. They put you in that position for a particular reason. If you are unable to answer a question because you're uncomfortable about it or it would be a contempt of court, I can understand that. But as I said earlier to that listener, and I will say it again to you, I don't get paid to do PR. I'm not going to ask questions the way you want me to. I will ask questions the way my editor, the way our team sees fit. Because we're going into an election, we're talking about 16 million lives here. We're not talking about just you and I. So 
I, I think I think you're doing pretty well, to be honest. And there's no reason for you to feel like um, I set you up. Is that how you're feeling? The topic is, is the Triple C ready to participate? This in the is part of how election. your party will be ready for elections. Because my next question was going to be, is your party going to work to counter disinformation and fake news ahead of the elections? This is a question I asked last week to your deputy spokesperson and to the ZANA PF uh, director of communication for Tafadzwa Mugwadi, who was here, and Gift to Stala Siziba, who was also here, Chengetai Guta from the MDCT, who was also here. These are pertinent questions. We, we can't Mickey Mouse and joke around 16 million people's lives. You want to be in office. Tell us how you plan to do that. No, you asked me a personal question about it. It is a personal question. So I'm, I'm not going to, I'm here to speak for the Triple C, and our position on disinformation is very clear. What is that? We're not a party founded on propaganda. We are a party that seeks to communicate clearly, professionally, on policy, on matters of public interest. As we've done, I think our record in communication is quite clear. Uh, there hasn't been any disinformation. To the contrary, it's ZANU PF that uses propaganda, disinformation, lies, gaslighting. We simply inform the people of our alternative vision and our plan for progress. That's all we talk about. And so disinformation has no space in a constitutional democracy. And I think the constitution is very clear uh, about that and what should be done. Uh A constitution of the country. I'm glad we have one in Zimbabwe. A constitution is the aggregate of fundamental principles um, and it establishes precedents that constitute the legal basis of an organization's existence. It determines how an entity will be governed. So for any serious party, supporters will want to know how it operates for accountability purposes and good governance. Where is yours? It's going to be unveiled at the launch. I've explained that already. Yes. Mm -hmm. What can we expect out of that? No, you're here. But certainly key pillars will include the fact that citizens are the focus of everything that we do. Uh, President Nelson Chamisa is about to unveil our agenda for 2023. And I think key pillars that you're going to see in there uh, include our restoration agenda, reconstruction of the country, including uh, our plan to resolve the question of dilapidated infrastructure systems and industry. He's going to talk about transformation, the need to revamp our legal framework, work uh, and ensure that everything is aligned to the constitution, uh, ensuring that we have a modernization agenda as well, all the uh, road problems, infrastructure that you spoke of, uh, ensuring that all the uh, lines of civilization, power, water, electricity uh, are modernized, amenities, public education, public health. And finally, he's going to talk about the reconciliation agenda to ensure that we move forward as a united people. All right. In 2018, the uh, MDCA, as it was known then, widely spoke of the need for urgent electoral reforms. In uh, the last year, the Triple C has rolled out a series of press conferences reiterating the same concerns. Your party does not have the majority seats in parliament so tell me this where exactly are you speaking to um, and making these demands to if not parliament itself because if any if anything journalists come to cover these conferences but i can tell you they are fundamentally repetitive am i missing something well you certainly are i think you haven't been paying attention if you say that we haven't done anything in parliament uh, we have put forward firstly an alternative electoral amendment bill because the one that's currently before parliament is not fit for purpose it's not aligned to the constitution in fact our election reforms desk met with the minister of justice just last week mm-hmm. to put forward our proposal 
proposals. In fact, we've been taking the lead in mobilizing communities to attend uh, public hearings. Uh, we've also written to ZEC on a number of these reforms, ensuring that there is enforcement uh, of the constitution. We've demanded the voters' role. We've litigated on a number of reforms so far, including access to the voters' role and a number of others. So uh, we've used every single zone of autonomy or platform that's available to us to ensure that we push for electoral reforms. And Mm -hmm. it's not the case that only those who are political elites should have a voice in the governance of the country. Every single citizen, I think Section 68 of the constitution is very very clear that every person has the right to be heard, which is why those public hearings and public consultations are just so fundamental. Mm-hmm. And one of the big criticisms we've made of the Electoral Amendment Bill is the fact that there hasn't been any public consultation. Yeah. Who? How did they come up with those principles? How did they come up with this need uh, for only a driver's license to be adequate, which is something that's not even constitutional? Mm-hmm. How did they uh, bring about this requirement that, uh, you know, uh, if you've been convicted of a crime within 12 months, you can't run? That's clear targeted at the triple C and it's a, a requirement that's actually ultra vires the constitution. Mm-hmm. The constitution tells us the parameters around which a candidate should be chosen and that's not included. Yeah. We also don't have a legal framework for implementation of the women and youth quotas and a number of other problems. We need to ensure that ZEC is actually able to enforce uh, the code of conduct for political parties. We know that there's been an escalation of political violence, especially by ZANU PF, mm-hmm. uh, and there's been absolutely nothing done to ensure that that's dealt with, even though the constitution sets out in clear terms what should take place. Interesting. Uh, this one says, uh, let me read some messages. 0731168045. This one says, hi, Martha, great show. Uh, you continue, you should continue with your questioning. I wouldn't have come to the studio if I'd known you were going to ask these. Okay. I didn't invite you, but anyway, no one should feel safe or comfortable around you because they should be scrutinized. Even BBC Hard Talk asks the hard questions. Saka, continue, dear. This is a message from Anonymous. Another one here says, um, uh, Martha, I think you're as fair as possible. I listened to your interview with the MDC and Zona PF. You were equally as tough with them. So I don't see why the Triple C should want an easy go at it. All right, let me play some... Um, this one says, um, I'm not happy with the way Fadzai responded to the last question. Fadzai should not be hurt because it is the only opportunity we have as Triple C supporters to hear them speak. And even if she made a mistake, she should have just said so. You can't be avoiding just saying I'm sorry. What kind of politicians do that? All right, interesting. Let me play some um, some voice notes. Send a voice note, please. It's quite unfortunate that uh, you, the presenter, uh, you are being rushed on the advocate. This is not the same uh, sympathy that you give to the NPF guests when they come there. And the triple C is the biggest part. What you have to know is that the money that you are saying was allocated to the councils, it wasn't dispersed. It was just allocated, not dispersed. Triple C will win. All right, let me play some more voice notes. Hi, Martha. Uh, thank you so much for such engaging uh, conversation. Uh, I myself am a true Triple C fan, and my question is directly um, to um, advocate my Eric. Um, what efforts are they doing towards um, 
rescuing or helping their revolutionary leader, Job Sikala. Thank you. All right. Uh, let me read some more messages here. So many of them. I don't know if we'll be able to get through all of these in the time that we have. But do send a voice note. It's easier, it's quicker, and I can play it um, rather than uh, reading. Let's have a listen to this one. I think, Mother, you're doing very, very well. The questions you're asking all make sense. You understand? This is the image of the country. You know, like you're saying, that uh, that uh, false, false story, dumb is the image of the country. And we cannot have people like that, you know. So they need to come through and say the truth, say what it is, and they need to explain to us what's happening, what's going to happen. We cannot have people trying to escape from genuine things. They need to face things head on, then they can show us that they can lead the country. Thank you. Honestly, did she come to the studio expecting to be asked one question that are you ready for the elections? That one question is that what she really came to the studio for? Can she be serious, please? Zero seven three one one six eight zero four five send you contributions. Okay, I think by, by disclosing their roadmap they'll be like putting an an, an enemy in your arsenal, so I don't think it's unfortunate uh, for those who would want to to for the triple C to disclose uh, their their plans. But then, if you're a Zimbabwean, you can a Zimbabwean and living in Zimbabwe, we all know what's happening, guys. There's nothing to be told here, and we all know the outcome. If things will be done free and fair, totally, uh, the triple C is going to win resoundingly. Hello, mother. You do buy a different way. studio. You never scrutinize him when just because Nazi Unafazai Mare, Vawato, Buddhas, Buddha Shavi Church. We wish you could die on us, walking on a Christopher Mzango, whatever I'm scrutinized, a good day, and whatever It was far much better. And the Tangadeta calls was a progressive movement. Is the opposite in charge of everything in this country? Mata. So, in any personal whether Triple C, Vanova, Zanino, Tavanogona, Gana, Tavagon, I'm going to vote for advocate Nelson Chinese. No, Dani, Susutanita, Dora Chowadi. I could not have a search, Korota, Enda, my license it now as Mabasa one as one. Such a Tinoda Mabas. Uh, hi, Mother. This is Shepard Makuri from Lion's Den Clinic. I think, uh, Father, I should know that uh, the arrest of uh, Sikala was apolitical. Uh, it means everyone is entitled to getting arrested if he or she commits a crime, regardless of the political side to which that person would be affiliated to. All right. Thank you for contributing. 0731168045. That's the number to send your voice notes. Make sure that they are under 30 seconds or at least uh, 30 seconds uh, so that we can play as many as possible. Let's talk about the delimitation exercise. We know that the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission Chair Justice Priscilla Chugumba on the 3rd of this month handed over a report to President Emerson Mnangagwa. There is a bit of confusion if the report is final or not. As a legal practitioner, you 
yourself, what does the law say? And as a party, what is your position on the information uh, that is public about the boundaries exercise? Okay, so the law is very clear that the delimitation report has to take into account uh, not only the constitutional requirements but the feedback that's given to Parliament and there's no scope uh, for private uh, engagements and interactions in respect of the report to be made between uh, the President who's actually an interested party as a contestant Mm -hmm. uh, and the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission. But coming to the Triple C's position now the big scandal around delimitation is the fact that the boundaries that are currently in force are boundaries from 2007 Uh, and the significance of this is that that was under a different constitution meaning that the boundaries that are currently in force don't match up to the constitutional imperatives that are obtaining right now Mm -hmm. Uh, there are certain requirements that the constitution puts in place concerning what those boundaries should look like uh, including the fact that there should be equal numbers of voters in each of the 210 constituencies Uh, with a discrepancy at most of 20% and we saw that in the delimitation report this was not respected. Uh, I think the other big problem that the triple c pointed out is that we had no access to any of the source documents mm-hmm. uh, in the delimitation report we didn't have access to the voters role most importantly and it remains our demand we've gone to court on this that the voters role which was the basis of the numerical calculations that were made by zek has to be made available uh, to the people so that they can scrutinize uh, the delimitation process from an informed perspective including census data as well these are citizen documents they should be made available and in fact the constitution says that these uh, this is public information we observed that there was a malapportionment of constituencies uh, urban constituencies were understated rural constituencies were overstated take the example of Harare just going on the numbers that Zek itself provided uh, Harare should have had an additional four to six um, uh, constituencies but it was only allocated 30 and then there was an expansion in certain areas like uh, the Midlands for example so we had concerns around gerrymandering mm-hmm. also the fact that polling areas that were not made publicly available polling stations have to be clearly identified so that we ensure that there's no uh, gerrymandering taking place. We also have concerns around the under-registration uh, of voters. I think the data says that over 2.2 million voters are, are unregistered at the moment and we would like to see Mm -hmm. a a more dedicated drive on the part of the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission to ensure that that is taken care of. Then obviously uh, this was the first limitation under this constitution and we noted various uh, opportunities for reform. A lot of the maps that were used were antiquated. Mm -hmm. The Surveyor General's data is grossly out of date. In fact we propose that there should be a delimitation act that sets out in clear terms uh, how the delimitation process is to be operational and ensure that there's an independent delimitation commission because we don't want, uh, you know, all this trouble that we saw with ZEC. ZEC is an interested party when it comes to delimitation. So you need a commission whose purpose is only to deal with uh, drawing up the boundaries. These are boundaries that are going to be in place for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And so they must be drawn up properly. All right.
let's talk about uh, political violence. Social media is awash with allegations that over the weekend, uh, your party perpetrated violence in Gokwe, assaulting members of the ruling party with uh, Gokwe Nimbudzia, legislator Justice uh, Mea Wajigajina, among those who raised the allegations. Is this true that your members were involved in the assault of alleged ZANU-PF members? It's certainly untrue. It's false and it's propaganda. Mm-hmm. Why do I say so? We were given authorization to conduct a rally in Gokwe Nimbudzia. Yeah. The venue was clearly stated. We got the police clearance. We booked and paid for this venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, to our surprise, ZANU-PF youths gathered, gathered at the venue and obviously our security personnel stepped in to make sure that all the attendees were protected and yeah. immediately called upon the police. The police proceeded to disperse the ZANU-PF members and allowed us to continue with our rally because we had the legal right to be there. Mm-hmm. It's a lie that uh, ZANU-PF had any right to be in the premises of a rally that we were conducting, that we had booked, mm-hmm. that we'd obtained police clearance for. It's right. a lie that we uh, conducted any political violence. The Zimbabwean government forbids Zimbabweans living abroad from casting their ballot in the country's key elections. Authorities have long maintained that voting takes place and should always take place at polling stations. Therefore, voters must cast their ballot in their respective constituencies where they are registered. What is your take on the diaspora vote? Well, it's not about my take. It's about what the Constitution provides. And the Constitution is very clear under Section 67 about the parameters of the right to vote. There are only two qualifiers Mm -hmm. for someone to be able to vote in Zimbabwe to be eligible. Firstly, that they're a citizen. Secondly, uh, that they are above 18 years of age. Mm -hmm. The law does not say that if you are stationed abroad, you cannot vote, which is why we've got the postal vote for those servicemen who are abroad, uh, ambassadors, etc. So if it were accurate that if you're outside the country, you can't vote. All of those people would not be entitled to the postal vote. Mm-hmm. All we're advocating for is respect for the Constitution in as far as the diaspora vote is concerned. The same way that if you're abroad in the UK, you can pick uh, a polling station if you're working for the embassy. That's exactly what should transpire mm-hmm. with the diaspora vote for those who are abroad. And we've seen it. Um, in fact, almost every country in SADC has access to the diaspora vote. We're not asking for anything magical or different. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you saw in the last Kenyan election that even an exiled member of the diaspora was able to cast his vote. Mm-hmm. That's how seriously the right to vote is taken uh, constitutionally and in terms of um, fundamental human rights. And so we, we don't understand why uh, this vote should be taken away from those eligible citizens. All right, let's have a listen to what the listeners have to say. Okay, unfortunately, that uh, audio is not audible, so I'm going to play something else. Hi, Martha. How are you? Uh, I think you are being unfair here. journalist. All right. Interesting. Um, I love feedback from our listeners. At least I can't be accused of being biased because I'm playing everything. You know, it's very interesting to note that you give um, the CCC very difficult questions because they have the answers. Zanupia fails to have those answers. So, yeah, let's go ahead with the CCC. Let's keep this train going. 
maybe see something different for once in a while. Hello, mother. Asking whether Triple C is ready for elections is not a single question. There are a lot of questions that could be asked under the same topic. So that guy who's saying Kutianzi, watch it one questionnaire, is wrong. And then also a question to Fadzi is, ZANU-PF justifies banning of Triple C rallies, saying Kuti it's leveling the playing field because Triple C has an advantage of sanctions. What role does Triple C play in sanctions? And uh, also, what is their response to that uh, sentiment? Thank you. Hello, Martha. Mm, I think your questions are really, really perfect. There's nothing wrong with your questioning. Fadzai needs to answer and clarify she is representing the ccc we need to hear everything from her she has to explain what how can it work that she must have a certain set of questions you have to ask any question i think that is the way martha you have lots of things to know journalism i listened to your interview last time i've never seen such shallow questions they've been in power for four decades or more and it and in you ask Triple C a few weeks, a few months ago about my portals. Are you joking? This interview is just a joke. Look, and Let's just be fair. These people have been in power for four decades and what does it mean five years? If you want to know where Zanpf will take us, just look in the rear view mirror. Thank you. I think it's just a blame blame game where politics up. CCC is the government in waiting, as they say. So they should get answers to every question that you ask, not just to come prepared for just one aspect. Thank you. I also listened to your to interview na 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 Ramchangwa. I had to laugh. The questions that we were asking him, they are totally different. You you are just being tough on 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 Fadzi and asking irrelevant questions. Hi, Martha. Uh, the question that is uh, uh, the major uh, discussion, uh, it qualifies or it is a broad question uh, that uh, requires all the questions that you are asking at Fukuti Mahiri. So actually, you are not wrong. You are right in your, uh, in your understanding to question those questions. Good evening, Martha. I do say Triple C, Atanita Nimbabwe, but it's been time and time. It's not going to be no border. We need change. It's okay. All right.
so many contributions, so many voice notes I was not able to play and all the messages that I wasn't able to play. But as you know, the election, uh, many political parties are going to start hitting the campaign trail in about a couple of weeks. Um, I hope within the next month or two. So can I get you to agree to come again to unpack your uh, smart constitution? Is that what they call it? Or is it the REAP? Which one is it? Um, whenever that's unveiled, will you be willing to come back to the studio to unpack the contents of your constitution and your plan for the country? We are always ready available to talk about our plan for a better Zimbabwe. All right. Thank you so much. So that is all the time we had uh, for tonight with my guest, uh, Fadzai Mahede. Thank you so much for coming to the studio. It was a pleasure having you. I look forward to having you once again. Any plans for tomorrow? Tomorrow's Valentine's. Ah, not really. Going to court. Going to court on Valentine's Day. Mm. But you asked for Sunny Makalima and Diperudo. Uh, I guess this goes out to all the lovers. Have a good night. We'll see you again next time. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in to ZFM Stereo, your premier station of choice. Until next time, it is good night and uh, stay safe. The platform. Step up and speak out. Deep out of the